So, you have landed on my page called The Bible Rightly Divided. And now you're asking a few questions. What is the Bible rightly divided? Is this some kind of a cult or something? Or, you know, what's going on? What are you talking about, the Bible rightly divided? Well, Everything I'm going to give you comes from the King James Bible. And I want you to follow along with me if you can. If you don't have a King James Bible, you can download one on your smartphone, believe it or not. And it's free. Now, some people don't like it because you download an app of the King James Bible. But trust me, with that app... You can look up words and phrases and stuff in the Bible that you can't normally do in a paper Bible. So, with that said, uh, I want you to come to 2 Timothy 2.15. That's 2 Timothy 2.15. And we're gonna exp- this Bible is going to explain exactly what rightly divided is in this one verse it's the only verse in the bible that tells you to rightly divide now first of all let me uh before i start with that uh verse and you can continue looking it up um i have nothing i want to sell you i want to start off with that everything i'm doing here is free Free to you. It doesn't cost me anything but a little bit of time. I'm hoping that I can help somebody out there that is trying to find the truth, which is in the Bible. The truth is in the Bible. Now, if you have any questions or anything, you can contact me through Messenger. I'm going to post this on Facebook. So, um, I already have about 20-some-odd followers on this page, and I hope to have more. And I would like for you to invite friends of your own, and uh, I don't care who you invite. Everyone is welcome. Uh, This is not a denomination that I'm, I'm just reading from the Bible, and we're trying to understand it through the Bible. The Bible actually tells you how to study it. It tells you how to understand it. And I know King James Version, a lot of people, I can hear a lot of people out there groaning right now. Oh, the King James Version. No, anything but that. Friends, if you have any version besides the King James Version, you have a man made or a man um, interpreted book. It is not interpreted by the Holy Ghost. The King James Version was interpreted by the Holy Ghost from the Hebrew to English. And let me tell you, most of the English in this Bible is 8th grade English. And you can understand it. And once you understand how to rightly divide... This book is going to open up to you like a new book. It did to me. Um, I really do. Now that I understand how to rightly divide, I totally feel like I have a brand new book in my hands. So, 
With that said, let's go to 2 Timothy 2.15. And the verse just simply says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. I left out the word too. You can't leave out any words because it changes the meaning. So, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. There it is, right there. Now, when we study the Bible, or look at the Bible, or read the Bible, three things, you must ask three questions. One, who is speaking in the verse? Two, who are they speaking to? Three, what's the message? And you might even ask a number four question, is this pertaining to now, or is this pertaining to time past, or is this pertaining to the future? So, to understand who is talking here, you just need to go back to the very beginning of, well, let's go to Timothy, First uh, Timothy, chapter 1, verse 1. And it tells us who's speaking. Paul. Well, who's Paul? Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. So Paul is not just a person that wrote something down on some pages. He was assigned by Jesus Christ to write down his commandments. And I'm going to go over some more verses here. And I want you to understand that Paul was given a message that's totally different from any other message in the Bible. Paul is a messenger for the Gentiles. And any Jew that wants to believe, I mean, he's just not just the Gentiles, but anybody that wants to believe what Paul has written. So when you look at Second Timothy 2:15, I'm going to die. I'm going to kind of uh, dissect that a little bit. It says, "Study to show thyself approved unto God." Well. You know what studying is. If you have a test, if you go to school and you have a test, the teacher says you're going to have a test at the end of the week, so you need to study. Well, you basically try to um, memorize everything that's in that particular chapter that you're reading that you're going to have a test on. So that's what this means. You really need to memorize what God is telling you here. And then it goes on to say, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. Well, you don't need to be ashamed here. Um, this Bible was given to us by God. This is his word. It's the truth. There is no lies in this Bible. You can't find lie nowhere. Now, some people will say, oh, it contradicts itself, especially especially the <clears throat> sorry, King James Version. No, it doesn't. Because once you understand that there are three sections in the Bible, 
given to two different people, you will totally get it's not contradicting itself because the three sections I'm talking about is time past, which is history now, the but now, which is now, this is what the program we're in now, or ages to come, which is the future. Um, Hebrews through Revelation is the future. So let me go through the book. It's it's um, Genesis through Acts 9 is time past. Actually, all the way through Acts is, is time past. But Acts 9 is the turning point. Acts 9 is where Paul gets saved. He's the very first Gentile that was saved by Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. And through his salvation, we, us as Gentiles, have salvation through the Apostle Paul. So the Apostle Paul's epistles are from Romans through Philemon. Now, I can't stress enough. Please do not take my word for this. I am nothing but a human, just like the rest of you. I'm not trying to shove anything down your throat. I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just trying to help you understand the way the Bible is laid out. God laid this Bible out perfectly for you to understand it. But if you don't understand time past, but now, or ages to come, you're going to take that book and you're going to read it thinking it's all for you. It's not all for you. Time passed from Genesis through Acts is the program given to Israel. <clears throat> and let me tell you, um, I'm not going to get to the verses that I want to get to, but I'll make it another another session. I don't want to go any more than 30 minutes on this, so uh, I want to keep it short so that you guys will be interested in, in listening to this. Because if I go any further than 30 minutes, you're going to get bored and you're going to say, oh my God, he's talking too fast. Da, 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 da. So I'm going to take little verses at a time. And um, I'm going to point out a couple of verses that are different, completely different. One is different than the other. And there's thousands of verses like this throughout the Bible. But this will this will kind of give you an example of time past or Israel's program. And the but now, which is the Gentiles program. Now, I'm not saying that the Jews can't be part of the Gentile program. They can. All they have to do is believe 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. This is our salvation, folks. This is the grace that Christ gave us by dying on the cross for our sins. Now, let me tell you. He didn't die for yesterday's sins. He didn't die for today's sins. And he didn't die for tomorrow's sins. He died for all sins. Every sin. Now, while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for all your sins. All. So, this thing about you got to repent, be baptized, and oh, that was Israel's program, believe it or not. Today's program is just believe. 
Okay? So now I want to take you to Acts 3.21. That's Acts 3.21. And so I'm going to show you two verses right now because time is getting short already. I can't believe how fast this is going. Um, 3.21. All right. It says, Whom the heavens must receive until the times of restitution of all things which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. That's the most, I'm putting the emphasis on that last, those last four words, since the world began. So what, what happened here? The heavens must receive until the times of restitution all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets. So this is prophecy. And this was done since the world began. Now I want you to go to Romans 16.25. Romans 16.25 and keep that last verse in mind because I'm comparing these two verses let's see kind of bear with me 1625 now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel now I told you that Romans through Philemon is Paul's epistles. So Paul is speaking here. Um, the, the person speaking in the other verse was Peter, okay, one of the twelve. Um, so to show you the difference, now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel, and I'll go over that a little bit later, in the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. Hmm. Wait a minute. The last verse we read was made known since the world began. This was kept secret since the world began. What was kept secret? My gospel in the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery. Now, I don't have much time to go into that this time, but you can do your own studying. Look in the pages of Paul's epistles. It's all in there about the mystery. What is the mystery? Well, you got to know that I'll kind of give you a little bit of insight on the mystery because I've read this the New Testaments back before I found out rightly dividing. I read the New Testament seven times. And I don't remember seeing that word, the mystery. And I'm like, wow, why did I not read that? Because I didn't study it. I was just reading. I wasn't studying. Like 2 Timothy 2.15 tells you to study. I'm going to tell you folks, if you study this Bible like I have been studying it, and I found this through a, um, and in fact, I'm going to actually 
give you the place where I found Rightly Dividing. And it was through Richard Jordan of Truth Baptist Church. Uh, not Truth Baptist Church. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to have to look that up and get back to you on that. There's a He has a website. Uh, but if you look up Rich, Richard Jordan, Rightly Dividing the Truth, you'll come up with his webpage, okay? Um, if you really want to get into this, <clears throat> go ahead and do that. Richard Jordan, Rightly Dividing, he's the one that introduced it to me, and I was just flipping through channels one day, and I was I fell on him, and I, get, I said, okay, I'll give him five minutes. And the thing that caught me was, he said, I have nothing to sell you, which is what I opened up with, and I don't. I don't have anything. I don't want your money. I have no other um, object but to help you understand the Bible, which is a salvation. I mean, it's eternal life, eternal life in the beyond. Now, some of you are already saved and some of you aren't, and I hope this helps you that aren't. Um... So the mystery, get back in, getting back to the mystery. Uh, see, Peter and the twelve apostles did no knew nothing about the mystery. They were they didn't even understand that Christ had to die. They said, "Oh no, you're not going to die. We won't let it happen to you." And there's verses for that, and I don't have it written off off the top of my head. But if you want it, just instant message me, and I'll get those. Um, I'm just going off of memory right now. But the mystery was given to Paul. Well, what is the mystery that was given to Paul? Salvation is the mystery. Eternal life. You will, once you believe 1 Corinthians 15, 1, 4, and I want to go to that right now. 1 Corinthians 15, it ain't too far from where we're at now, actually. And I want to read that to you. So, this is your salvation today. It's not repent and be baptized like Peter said to, to his to the twelve apostles and to all the Jews. That was their program. We don't need to be baptized. So here it is. Here's your salvation. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also you are saved, just saved by this gospel. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. So in the scriptures, it tells you more about this, about him dying on the cross, shedding his blood for you, washing away all sin. So you do not have to say, God, forgive me for my sin every day. He has forgiven all your sins. Israel had to say, God, forgive me. I repent my sins. Now, uh, everybody will say, well, 
what's the word repent mean? And everyone has a different meaning for it. But the Bible says to change your mind. So repent, even God used the word repent in many of his verses. That he would repent, well, he has no sin, so he's not repentant of sins. He's changing his mind. He's changed his mind on how to deal with man throughout the whole Bible. He's changed his mind about what you can eat throughout the old, the ages. At one point in time, all you could eat was herbs, fruit, and vegetables. Then you could eat just certain meats. Now, with Thanksgiving, you can eat anything. It's all blessed to your body. <clears throat> but the most important verse in the Bible is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. <clears throat> Please get that down, because that's your salvation. That's going to take you into eternity. And let me tell you, eternity with Jesus Christ is going to be the most blessed thing you could ever receive. <clears throat> I have a lot more I want to go over with you. Um, it's coming up on the 22-minute mark already. Uh, I don't want to get started on more verses because I'll go over 30 minutes. Um and I want to keep it under 30 minutes. So what I want to do now is I want to take the time. <clears throat> you are on my page. If you listen to this and you like it, let me know what you think about it. If you think I should do more, let me know. If you think that it's stupid, let me know. I, I'm not going to ridicule you. I'm not going to criticize you. Uh, I'm not here to make people look small. I'm not here to judge your religion I was in a religion myself at one time so I all I totally under, I totally get it I've tried many different churches over the years and every time I went to church I would say is this it this is it I would come home feeling like empty and I'm like something's wrong this is not what I expected. And then, what would he, what would we do? We'd go all week, continuing in sin, and then go back to church the next Sunday and go through the whole ritual all over again. And it was a ritual. This is not a ritual. This is a study program. This is a get-to-know-God. God gave you his word in a book. And he gave you everything you need to know. All you have to do is study it. And once you understand how to study it, once you understand God, how God broke up his Bible, letting you know, letting who's who and who's where and what's next. He's got the Hebrews and Revelation is next. That's the uh, prophecy of the future. Okay? This is... Hebrews through Revelations, though, if you're saved through 1 Corinthians 15:1-4, if you're saved through that, you're not going to go through Hebrews through Revelations, okay? That's for Israel's program. See, what happened is 
God paused Israel's program in Acts 9. If you read it, you'll see. Um, so he's paused Israel's program, but he's promised them to give them a kingdom on earth. And he is not going to break that promise. So Hebrews through Revelation is Israel's promise. And it's really fascinating when you understand it. If you can understand who Israel is and who you are, okay, maybe you are a part of Israel. Maybe you are an Israeli-born citizen and you moved to the United States. That's fine. No problem. You can be Israel if you want. But if you're not from Israel through blood, you couldn't be any further from Israel than you are right now. So don't take on Israel's program. That's not your program. There are two programs in here, one for Israel and one for the Gentile or anyone else who wants to believe in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. And the mystery, the mystery is where it's at today. This is where God is. The mystery is grace. God interrupted Israel's program to give us grace. And all you have to do is believe, plus nothing. You don't have to add any works to that. You, There's nothing wrong with doing good works for people. Absolutely nothing wrong. If you have an elderly person that you're taking care of and you feel good about it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. But you do need to know where your salvation is. It's not in Israel's program. It's in the Gentiles' program, which is today. Now, I'm going to end this. Um, like I said, please let me know what you think of this. If you think I should continue with it, if you like it, let me know. If you if you hated it, let me know. I, I'm, I'm open for suggestions here. Um, I really want to help you out. I want to see your smiling face in heaven. That's basically my reward for this, okay? I have nothing else to gain just to see your smiling face in heaven. And there's a lot of you out there that I don't know if you're saved or not. You know. You know whether or not you're saved through God, through Christ. And if you are beautiful, I'll, I'll see you on the other side at some point in time. Uh, if not, then please join us. And uh, again, put any comments that you have. Thank you for listening. Well, hello, friends. This is Mitch Ross, and I am teaching you about the Bible Rightly Divided. And uh, this will be my second episode. It is a podcast that I said that I would put on Facebook, but now I am also putting it on Parler and a couple other uh, social media uh, which I won't go into right now, but I will later. Um, so, again, I must emphasize that I have nothing here that I want to sell. Uh, I don't want any money. This is free to you. And it doesn't cost me anything but a little bit of time. And I hope that this will be a blessing to you, and that you will be able to understand the Bible a lot easier 
once you understand rightly dividing. Well, I'm not going to spend too much time on rightly dividing other than I am going to do some rightly dividing in the Bible. Uh, Because Christmas is just around the corner, I kind of want to touch on when was Jesus Christ born? Because Christmas is based on the fact that Jesus Christ was born December 25th. Well, there's actually no dates in the Bible that tells you the exact date that he was born, but there are some scriptures in the Bible that gives you an idea of when he was born. So, of course, if we go to Luke 1, Luke chapter 1, verse 1, uh, Luke being a doctor back in his day, scientific, he he kind of kept track of things uh, chronologically and tried to keep the best records anyone could keep back in them days. But um, we're talking over 2,000 years ago, so you can just imagine uh, everything had to be written down and captured on some paper or parchment, whatever you have back in. Um, so Luke 1.1, 1, 1, for as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. Now there was an, it was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, Uh, Judea, I guess is how you pronounce that. A certain priest named Zacharias of the course of the Abiah. Now that word is very important because this will give us an idea of what part of the month, what day or what week of the month that it's talking about here. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no child, because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while He executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course. So now this kind of goes on to tell he was actually working in the tabernacle. And we can tell from the Old Testament what the order of his course was by looking up the Abiah. Now, 
One thing you got to keep in mind, the New Testament was written, was translated to Greek, whereas the Old Testament was in Hebrew. So you got to find the Hebrew word for Abiah. And the Hebrew word for Abiah is Abijah. So let's go to 1 Chronicles 24, verse 10. 1 Chronicles 24, verse 10. The seventh week to Hakaz, and the eighth week to Abijah. Now, this the first week is the first week after Passover, and Passover was April 14th through 21. So if you count eight weeks from Passover, John's conception, not his birth, his conception was the week of July 24th or 22nd to the 24th, somewhere in that area. So at least we know now when John was conceived, the week of the 24th. Now, Jesus was conceived six months later. So if you add six months to that, we have December 24th or December 25th, whatever you have. And henceforth is why we celebrate Christmas on December 25th, because unfortunately, uh, the pagans decided to change the birth, the, I mean the conception to birth, and pagans are known to counterfeit, and they've counterfeit a lot throughout the ages. In fact, to give you an idea, one counterfeit that they did was they changed the Sabbath day from Saturday to Sunday. Why? Why did they do that? Well, it was more convenient for them to attend church or meetings on Sundays because they could work on Saturdays. But uh, back in the day, the Sabbath was to be kept holy and you couldn't work on the Sabbath day. In fact, if you were caught working on the Sabbath back in the day, you were prosecuted by death. So it was pretty stringent back then. Well, this is why you have to rightly divide the Bible. That was back then. That was back in the old days. That was time past to Israel who was under the law. Um, Today, we're no longer under the law, so we can work seven days a week if we want to. But now getting back to, um, I'm sorry, I kind of went down a rabbit trail there, but getting back to um, when Jesus was born. If you do the nine-month gestation period for Jesus like you would anyone else, then Jesus was born in September of the following year, not in December. So, back then, back 2,000 years ago, uh, actually a little more than 2,000 now, but 
They didn't celebrate the birth, they celebrated conception. And I will kind of show you this. We're going to go back to Luke, Luke 1, verse 30. I can get my page to flip. That's why I like using the electronic version, but... um, I can't record this on my phone and do the electronic version at the same time. All right. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. So uh, we are talking about Jesus Christ being the Son of God. And it's stressed here that she will conceive by the Holy Ghost a son because she has been found favor with God. That's so the conception is what they celebrated and it, and it, let's go back to um, Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth who had conceived John. Do you think that that might have been a miracle where she was barren and they was along in years? Do you think that might have been a very big miracle that she became pregnant? Yes. And they and they celebrated that. Now let's go to Luke 1 chapter 40. I mean verse 40. I'm sorry. I get my verses and my chapters mixed up. I'm sorry about that. And by the way, I am reading from a King James Bible. And if you want to get the full meaning of the word, you need to use the King James Bible. I can't stress that enough. I know every time I come on here and do this podcast, I will I will always stress that because all other versions are translated by man. This King James Bible was the very first English translation that was translated by the Holy Ghost through men. Okay? And ended into the house of Zechariah. Oh, well, I should, I should read verse 39 first. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. So, 
knowing that Mary, now let me read on a little more. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Question mark. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. So this is Elizabeth telling about her baby, John, leaping for joy as soon as she heard Mary was with child and that child was Jesus Christ. And she was filled with the Holy Ghost. So do you think they were celebrating the conception of Jesus Christ? Yes, they were celebrating the fact that Jesus Christ was in the womb of Mary and, you know, great things was going to come in the future for them. Now, we all know about the three wise men um, when Mary does finally have birth, meeting up with gifts and giving gifts to the Son of God, Jesus Christ. But he is he was their Messiah, and he was going to bring peace and joy to the earth. And that is where the gift-giving came in. But again, the pagans twisted that around and because we came out with St. Nicholas which later became Santa Claus and Christmas trees and so the meaning the full true meaning of Christmas Christmas was lost over the years because of paganism and paganism is really nothing better nothing more than people who kind of come to the devil and the devil loves to replace things that God had created to what he wants. And, I mean, the devil himself fell from heaven because he rebelled against the Lord. So, and to this very day, the devil is still rebelling against the Lord. And he is trying to replace everything God has put up on this earth to man with his own program. So I just wanted to kind of go over that this week, and I'm going to post this on a few of the uh, social medias for all to enjoy. Um, Let me know what you think of it, and um, you can instant message me if you do see it and you have any questions, you would like a little more information about it, I'd be glad to help you out with it. Um, this one is probably, how many minutes am I? Uh, yeah, I'm 16 minutes. I usually do a 30-minute program, but this is good. 16 minutes is good. Um, again, next week I'll get back on the Rightly Dividing and and helping you understand the Bible through Rightly Dividing. 2 Timothy 2.15, go ahead and look that up. King James Version. Don't look at any other version, please. Please, I beg you. Uh, you'll lose a lot of meanings in those other other Bibles. In fact, some of the Bibles leave complete verses right out of the Bible. And they change the meaning of the word. So, you, it won't take you long. If you go back into the King James, it won't take you long 
to really understand it and especially knowing that it's you have to rightly divide and keep in mind that um, the biggest division in the Bible and because the Bible tells you to rightly divide so there's got to be divisions right the biggest division is time past but now and then of course the future that's in Hebrews and Revelation but time passes from Genesis through Acts 9 that's time past actually all of Acts but Acts 9 is when Paul is given his um, message from Christ in heaven on the road to Damascus and uh, he's given the message of grace to give to everybody that wants to believe and your salvation today is 1 Corinthians 15 1 through 4 that's your salvation today and don't let anybody else tell you that it's in Peter which is time past and for Israel the but now is for anyone who wants to believe it can be Israel and the Gentiles in fact I'm not going to go any deeper than that because now I'm starting to rightly divide again and I didn't want to do that I'll do that next time so thank you for listening and I'll sign in out have a Merry Christmas a joyous and peaceful Merry Christmas